Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right. Welcome, Hearts. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I have a very interesting story that I'm excited to share with you guys. Betsy and Laura Milne are coaches and creators behind the global community and HD brand Luscious Hustle. You guys, I got to say, as soon as I saw the word hustle, I was like, who, who is this? What are we talking about? But, but Luscious really, really, really sold me. I, I was more interested in hearing about it. So born from the ashes of burnout, Luscious Hustle was created to redefine what it means to hustle. As ambitious, goal-oriented women, Betsy and Laura were tired of the endless struggle to succeed by following the old bro culture cycle of grind and exhaustion. I cannot wait to talk about that. Through learning and deeply embodying their very different human designs, Betsy and Laura were each able to transform their lives, heal old wounds, rebuild broken relationships, discover how to work and make money in the ways that are aligned and deeply fulfilling. Specifically with their human designs, they we've been running a human design series on the podcast. And so I'm so excited that you guys are just kind of accentuating what we're talking about because Betsy and Laura believe that every woman possesses the power to lead herself to create a life of prosperity and purpose while honoring the wild feminine wisdom that lives within us. Their work is to mentor women and to align with their human design so that they can discover their purpose, create work that they love, and live in the most abundant and fulfilling, luscious lives of their dreams. They have also recorded over 500 podcasts, which we on the the Hearts Unleashed podcast, you guys are coming in around the 300s. So I have a deep appreciation for 500 podcasts. So you guys, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having us. Thank you. This is exciting. This is yeah. awesome. I've only had one other podcast where we have two guests at the same time. So why don't you guys introduce yourself by voice so that people can start sort of listening in for who's talking? Yeah, for sure. I'm Laura. So I'm the one that lives in Canada, in Calgary, Alberta, also Milne. Um, and <laughs> I was the one who originally reached out to Betsy on Instagram and it started from there. Yes. yes. And I'm Betsy. I live in Pennsylvania in the United States. And yeah, Laura found me on Instagram. We share the same last name, but we are not related. We are not cousins. We are not life partners. We, <laughs> you know, we're not sisters. Although, you know, interestingly, like our family, everybody with the last name Mill, and it basically comes from like the same town in Scotland. So our roots are are deep. They go yep. way back. Um, but yeah, we're just two random people that met on the internet and then formed a very quick friendship and eventually started a podcast and started a business. And here we are five years later and we're still having fun and <laughs> just doing things our own way. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, you guys, uh, embarrassingly, I jumped on and I'm like, so you guys a mother-daughter duo? Like, how does this work? Like, and they're like, yeah, no, not related. So we no, had to clear no. that up right away. So. <laughs> <laughs> that happens That's pretty the much. the first time we've ever heard that one though. Like I was like, wait, am I the mom? Am I that <laughs> responsible? <laughs> I'm only a few years older than you. But yeah, no. That pretty much happens though, like every podcast. Yeah. It's weird that we don't think, I mean, we don't think it's weird at all. And we find it um, really enjoyable that so many people are like, that is just wild. Tell me yeah. more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we connect on Instagram. At that time, Betsy was a health coach. 
And I was, I was actually started out in network marketing. I always say that was like my gateway drug to entrepreneurship. Yep. Yep. <laughs> many, many of us keep going. <laughs> I was always more interested in the marketing piece and the branding piece in the, like, what is your niche? Like, why do you, you know, if, and, and I worked with a lot of health coaches and I was just coaching them for free on how to like, okay, what's your niche? What are you excited about? Like, let's, let's dig into that and build something out of that, create a culture around what you're doing and a mission and a message and all that good stuff. So whenever Betsy and I would get on a phone call together, we would just end up spending like hours talking about, you know, what was happening. Cause that was in 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the online entrepreneurial world was still really in its infancy, like mm-hmm. building a, a blogging was old, but podcasting was not yeah. common. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Instagram was still fresh and new. Nobody really knew what they was doing about it, what they were doing with it. And so that notion of building a personal brand of like taking something that you love and going, building it from a side hustle, then into like a full business. And how are we doing that? Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting to Betsy and I, we just wanted to talk about it all the time. And then she literally messaged me in December of 2016 was like, Hey, I have this idea. I want to start a podcast. Would you, I don't want to do it alone though. Would you do it with me? Mm-hmm. And I just was like, yes, yeah, yeah I'll do it. Yeah. And we hadn't met in real life, by the way. Yeah. By the way, we had not met in real life. We were 3000 miles apart in two different countries, never met in person, but we're going to start a podcast together. That and we literally were totally. live on iTunes two weeks later, which in retrospect at the time, we we're like, oh yeah, we're on iTunes. Like that's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal to just like quickly get accepted now. Um, and again, like that was, so we were live January 4th or 5th, 2017. And at that point, like podcasting was still like, that was, most people didn't have a podcast. We would sort of have to explain to people what a podcast was. Usually I certainly didn't know what it was. (laughs) And I think, you know, where the human design piece comes in for us is that at that time we didn't know our human design, but we were actually more or less operating pretty much in alignment with our human designs. I'm a five, one pure generator. Betsy's a three, five self-projected projector. So she actually got invited. And then she took up that invitation, recognized she didn't want to do it alone and then asked me. And I, that gave me the opportunity in my human design to respond. And it was an instant, like, well, it wasn't. And, and that's the thing. Like, it was a yes. I just said, yes, not, well, maybe, or I got to think about it. It was like a true sacral in the now let's go. And I think that, you know, the coolest thing about what we have built with Luscious Hustle, the brand is that we are, we both came from backgrounds of hustle, hustle, hustle. Betsy, you know, worked in New York for 12 years in fashion and she burnt herself out and got herself sick. And so it's like, we both like to work. We're ambitious women. We have big goals. We, we like bougie things. We're go-getters but we were working in a way that was not correct for us. And we didn't really know what we were working for. We didn't know what we were working towards. So that to us is, that's the luscious hustle. It's the feminine hustle. You lead in the feminine. It's not that you're going to quit working. You're working, but you're doing it for you in a way that feels good to you. And that's really what we're all about. And I was like, how can we get women to fall in love with their work again and make wealth doing work that they love and that isn't going to burn them out, isn't going to frustrate them, isn't going to disappoint them, isn't going to make them feel like they're pushing water uphill, basically. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And also, I think just there's so many dynamics in what you said, because when did human design come in? Because I you might have mentioned it, but like that timeline was accelerated very like, I was like, 
Oh my God. Yeah. It felt like a sporting event. <laughs> so human design oh, was introduced to us. Like I want to say six months after we started the podcast or maybe okay. like within that first year of podcasting. And yeah. like, I was very much into astrology at that point. And we had a guest on and she's like, Oh, we're going to, you know, but what about your human design? I was like, wait, what now? And then that just was like the can of worms was opened. And so we've been using human design for about like three or four years, both like on us, right? Even before yeah. we started, we started teaching it with our programs and using it with our clients about three years ago. Um, and, you know, it was one of those things that just made sense right from the start. And it's interesting because even as I'm listening to Laura, the thing I love about human design, there's so many layers to it. And like, yes, hindsight is so reflective, right? It, is, it clarifies so many things. But, you know, we also had a moment um, in our business where, I was being invited, like how our business started. So like, yes, there was the podcast. I was out with my friend and he was like, oh, what about this? What about this? And he said, podcast. And I was like, well, yeah, I kind of like that idea, but I don't want to do it by myself. But even fast forward to how we started our business. Like when Laura and I met in real life, it was eight months after we had started the podcast. So we both known each other like on the internet, like weird internet friends for like 13 yeah. months before we met in real life. Like new age and, pen pals. I know, right? Like <laughs> so freaking weird. We talk every week, but we've never met. And um, we were at like a conference for the network marketing company that we were both partnered with. And everyone kept asking me like specifically, like, how do I build my business? How do I build my personal brand? And it took me about two months, but finally, because people kept asking, I was like, I'm so sick of giving this away for free. So I finally said to Laura, I'm like, okay, it's time to like shit or get off the pot. Like we are, are do you want to do this? Do you want to build a course, like monetize this or not? And it was another one of those moments where I can see it now. Like I was being invited and she wasn't really like there. I think Laura was actually there, but I didn't ask the question so straight up to her where it was like, yes, no. Like, are you in or are you out? We, yeah. again, we were live with a course like less than three weeks later. Like yeah. we'd made our first 10 grand. We'd incorporated our business. Like when we have these yes moments, when we're in alignment, things happen very, very quickly for us. And yes. it's been a, an evolution to recognize those moments and to make those power plays. But like, here we are. And the more we lean into that and we trust the process and not try to do it somebody else's way, faster things happen for us. We need to accentuate that conversation for just a minute because our listener is like, they're trying to tap into that. And I would love for you to, I want to explicitly ask, speak to the momentum of alignment. And particularly from you guys have that angle of human design, which for me, I learned my human design in 2019, got, I could only perceive so much of it, which obviously accelerated me drastically. But now in 2021 and here in 2022, I'm also in a, I'm, I'm accentuating that even more and woo, straight rocket ship to, to, to acceleration. So tell me a little bit more about the momentum of alignment. How do I say this? It's like, I'm going to speak to this from like a generator perspective, because that's sort of where my brain goes. So generators, Perfect. we like to always be like deepening our mastery, deepening our process. I, I create, I live, you know, in the, at the foothills of the Rocky mountains. So if you make the analogy of like hiking up a mountain, right. There are points where you're just in a steady climb and you go from, you know, a thousand feet to 1500 feet in a really short period of time. But then there'll be like a plateau 
right? And then you, you have another kick up and you got to like climb again, right? Gens, we love to just keep climbing. We want the mountain that has no peak. We're always summiting and summiting and summiting again. And I think with alignment, it's like, there's always these, there's this daily check-in of like, is this right for me? Does this feel good? Can I keep going? So a power play to me, like power plays are not happening all the time. They're happening at succinct moments. Betsy asking me to start a podcast was a power play yeah. because one minute we were just two girls who chat on the phone. And two weeks later, we had a podcast and a brand. Boom. I love it. Right. Love and it. we had downloads and we were, and we, for the record, like we had no, virtually no social presence at that point. We started our account from ground zero. We started everything from zero. So we went from like just a couple of girls chatting on the phone to like, boom, we have a podcast and a brand and there's a website and there's things happening in a short period of time. That's a power play. And then there's like a period of like, we're walking now we're walking, we're treading that line and you have to be able to sustain momentum and movement through that plateau and not get stuck, not get bogged down. And I think that that's where the alignment, like constantly checking in with your alignment. Am I doing this correct for my energy type, for my strategy, for my authority? Is this like, am I noticing my not self theme coming up, you know, in the day-to-day, where is it coming up? Where am I meeting resistance? Can I dig into that? And then there'll come up time when you're like, okay, we need to make a little bit of shift. It's right, but it's not quite right. And then boom, another power play hits. So again, like when we started the business, one minute, we were a couple of girls with a podcast and then literally inside of eight weeks, we had incorporated the business, opened bank accounts, built a course, built a new website, launched it, enrolled 23 students and had made like our first 10K. That all happened inside of an eight week period and had them halfway through the program and had like testimonials coming out already. And so then it's like, okay, now we're on a new course. We're on a new pathway up the mountain. So like, that's how that, that, that comes in for me. It's like, the power play is the power play. The alignment is happening on the day-to-day process. That's what keeps you going. And it also is what helps you recognize those moments where there needs to be a shift or a track change. I love it. I love it. I want to hear what Betsy has to say, but I I literally don't know why it's so important to point out. I just heard your Canadian accent, the process. <laughs> Every time she says it, I'm like, oh, she's so process, Canadian. Process. I had to go there. Oh <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for that smile. <laughs> Betsy, tell um, Yeah. Give us your commercial for alignment. (laughs) Well, I second everything that Laura says. I think for me as a projector, you know, she used the, the analogy of like climbing up a mountain and plateauing and climbing up. So as a projector, like, let's be real. Like I'm in the helicopter, I'm the helicopter and you're going to drop me at the top of the mountain and I'll ski ski down with you. But like, I'm not climbing up the mountain as a projector. (laughs) Right. And I need to see everything. Like I need to see the terrain. I need to, to get the lay of the land. Right. And people like, again, you know, I think about all these big moves that have felt real that I've invited Laura to do or asked Laura to respond to, you know, I mean, I'm, it's information coming in. And I think for me, you know, alignment as a projector, because again, I grew up very much like in a generator world, doing generator things, like built businesses from scratch, like 12 years in fashion with factories in China that I was literally working 24 seven. Like there was never, ever a break for me. Um, I slept with my Blackberry. Like that's how out of alignment I really was at the end. Um, and I, you know, I think of that now and a projector isn't designed to work. And so for me, I know I'm out of alignment when I'm just doing busy work, like to make myself feel like I'm showing up, but really projector and their power is like, they're not even flying the helicopter. They're like telling people where to land. Right. And then we're I like, yeah, agree more. Keep going. Yes. 
Exactly. They always use the baby bird, like the bird on the playground overlook. I'm like, no, we're in a fucking helicopter and it's bougie and it's got leather seats and like TVs. Like it's the Mercedes of helicopters. That's my new thing. But yeah, I, again, I agree with everything that Laura says, understanding that that's how we work together though. That has been one of the biggest journeys. And I loved what you said earlier about how you were introduced to it and you had acceleration with human design, but then, you know, three years later, you're still learning, you're still growing. Yes. It's an experiment. There's so much information with human design. And the problem that I see that happens for people is they get hyper-focused on something like the old version. So they're either trying to, you know, use human design as a way to justify the old version of themselves and keep themselves stuck, or they're looking for like that one itty bitty thing that they think is going to fix everything. And it's not like that. Like you got to be in the helicopter, regardless of your, your, like, your energy type and having that more holistic view because, you know, Laura talked about this, you know, with like the power plays to me, power plays are bold moves that are made in your personal power. Mm-hmm. And when you understand yourself enough to trust your authority, to trust your strategy, to do things differently, I think that's been the biggest lesson for us. We do things very differently mm-hmm. and we've had a great deal of success with that. And yeah. it is, it's rooted in your personal power and your personal power, like whether you're leaking energy or you're creating energy as a generator or manifesting generator, like those are things that you need to be aware of, in my opinion. And that's how you keep out of that hustle like the constant go, 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 do, do, do mentality. And you step into that luscious hustle that is really, again, rooted in your personal power, rooted in your desires, rooted in your dreams. Yeah, it's perfect. And I've been meaning to ask, has it been named luscious hustle from the start? Like that's the podcast, that's the business, that's everything. So the podcast was originally called Luscious Living. And um, at the time that was kind of where we were because we were both in health and wellness and we weren't doing business coaching at that point. But um, when we we launched our first program, it was called Luscious Hustle Academy. And it was all about building a side hustle. And that was where the hustle came from at the beginning. Like we were, we really were about how do you build the side hustle? How do you build that personal brand to support the side hustle? And then we hired a coach with that first 10 grand that we had made. And I, we were sitting on a call with her and we were talking about masculine and feminine energy. And she said, you know, like luscious hustle, that's the masculine and the feminine coming together. And yeah. From that day forward, I think March of 2017, right? We became Luscious Hustle. And then that was like, that's been the name ever since. Yeah. Yeah. I love it because again, as I mentioned in the intro here, at least on the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are all about deprogramming the hustle and specifically around authenticity, unleashing your heart and self-mastery, self-study, self-mastery and self-acceptance and then sharing that. But I wanted to go back. So I asked about, you know, was it Luscious Hustle from the beginning? And you mentioned starting accounts and a business from ground zero, from zero followers, from very little online presence from 2017, 15, like back when it looked different to start an online business. Like you said, I loved when you said it was a big deal to have a podcast. We're on iTunes. Like I know you can get approved. There's a quick turnaround now, but so many of us like, a lot of the listeners have their own podcast, have launched a book, have their courses, but they're not relating to themselves as the leaders that they are. They still have, they're locked in the mindset of like the hustle of trying to come up when, instead of just recognizing themselves as the leaders that they are. And I would love to ask you guys to speak into that, um, what you hear and particularly from knowing, being people who started from ground zero and have stepped into your authenticity, your alignment and momentum 
and what that's been like and what you would say to somebody who might not be relating to themselves as a leader that they are. That was a very loaded question, but I'm going to leave it to you. Oh, I could talk about this all day. How much time do we have? Yes. Is there a clock on this? <laughs> um, well, okay. So interestingly, because you keep bringing up the word hustle and I have um, a new definition of hustle that I recently came across was by, is by a woman named Martha Beck. And she, I'm paraphrasing this. I'm totally going to mess it up. But the way that she describes a hustle is anything that we do that is out of integrity with ourselves. So anything that creates a duality within ourselves between mm. what we actually want and you know, what we are perceived by the culture around us as the acceptable thing to do. And I think when, when we talk about leadership, like my focus this year has been, uh, at least within myself, like, I mean, we have spent four years studying masculine and feminine energy. And I really, truly believe the leaders of the future are all divinely led, divine feminine, divine feminine led women. Right. And, but I, I think that there is a lot of this deconditioning that has to happen around people pleasing. Right. And what others say, I will say one of the biggest mistakes I would, if I were to say like, there were big mistakes in our business, I would say that the biggest mistake that Laura and I made was not recognizing what we were creating in the moment. Like we actually, Laura shared the story the other day, because we had just done our 500th episode of the show. And she had this picture of us. We were sitting in a cave, like a wine cave in New Hampshire. And I remember sitting there saying like, how much money have we made in our business? We were about six months in. And she, we were like literally sitting there with calculators trying to do the math and we'd made 50 grand and we didn't even know it. And like, you know, or we were eight months in anyway, we made six figures that first year, but again, it was always sort of like in the back of our mind, the achievements, it was more about the work at the beginning, because again, we were trying to get a new business off the ground. And I would say to anybody who's listening to this right now, regardless of where you're at, like celebrate it. And if you feel weird about it, like that's part of the process, right? That's growth. Like we're, you're stepping into something bigger and the more you can embrace the good and find the joy in what you're doing, the easier it is to make these bigger, bolder, you know, power plays like we're talking about, because you build up resiliency to the unknown. You build up resiliency to things, you know, people saying things or things not going your way. And it just, it changes the trajectory, I think quite a bit. I love what you're saying. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, Laura. Tell us your version. (laughs) Well, I think you know, for me, the hustle piece, I, I really feel that women have to, there's that, like some healing that has to happen from the burnout that's associated with hustle for everyone. So, you know, if you're one of the 70% of the world, that's a Jen or a Manny Jen and Jen and Jen's and Manny Jen's can become very burnt out, but we become burnt out for different reasons than a non-sacral, a, a projector, a reflector, or a manifester. So we become burnt out because like Betsy said, with the, the people pleasing, like we're saying yes to things that are actually a no. We are creating an energetic contract between our sacrals and committing that sacral energy to something that we actually don't desire. And we do it over and over and over again because we can. Like we can get away with it for a while and burn, but then eventually that battery will burn right down and there'll be no fuel left. And when we get stuck, and I find I see a lot of women. And so then the other side of it, the, the non sacrals, it's like they're being nurtured to be gens and they're not meant to be. So there's, we're all doing it wrong, but from a different angle. What I think needs to happen and what I am excited about, like the change that's happening is that a luscious hustle is like, you actually like work. You love your work. Like, yes, Betsy's a projector. She's supposed to be in the helicopter. I like helicopter I love work. 
I, I, yeah, but she likes work too. And I like helicopter I rides, but agree. I also really want to climb that mountain. Like if you are a general manager and you are not excited to climb your mountain every day, something's out of alignment and we need to fix it. One of the ugly sides of what's happened in the online entrepreneurial space is that there's a lot of quick fixes being sold because women are burnt out. Yes. And they're like, I just want to not work so much anymore. I need some money. I want something that's quick and easy. I, and so we're doing a lot of quick fixy things that we think are going to get us the end result that we want. And we do it in our businesses too. We, we, you know, look, I love podcasting, but I would podcast even if we didn't have this business. I'm not doing it yes, for a monetary end game. I'm doing it because I love the work and the process of podcasting, period, full stop. If I won the lottery and I never had to do anything again, ever, ever again, I would still do our podcast two episodes every week. I would, you have to be able to come back to that. And I saw so there's a healing process that has to happen for women to just let the body heal from all the burnout and crap that's happened. But then you've got to, you've got to start the engine again and you've got to start it again and have the courage to go out there and start working again and work at something that you actually really love. And there will be challenges. It's not going to be easy, but it's like, identifying like, is it a struggle or is it a challenge mm -hmm. that I really enjoy a problem I want to solve? Mm -hmm. And, and that's, to me, it's like, we have to re you, yeah, we have to remake our relationship with hustling and it needs to be luscious. It needs to be divinely feminine led. And that's where the leadership piece comes in for me. It's mm -hmm. like, what does that, cause I actually think, you know, Betsy and I have talked, done this, a lot of this work with our clients is like, what does the divine feminine leader actually look like? Like situation mm -hmm. by situation, moment by moment, day to day, because a lot of women don't actually know, no one taught us. Mm -hmm. What we think is feminine is often the wounded feminine. Yes. And what oh we God. think is actually going to produce money or is working is the masculine. And so, and it's neither of those that's, <laughs> so it's like, we've got to, we've got to start embodying this new zone, this new territory that we, there are women leaders who have shown us the way who have gone before us, but there have been so few of them mm -hmm. that there needs to be more of us coming up that it's just prolific everywhere. And we can readily identify like, oh, that's what it looks like to be a defined feminine leader. That's what it's like to be in your power but be feminine. It's new territory. It is new territory. And I love that you're bringing it to this conversation and bringing it to the forefront, bringing it to the forefront of like our consciousness, right? Because you're right, we've seen it, but maybe we have, it's not been explained. It's not in textbooks to our recognition, you know? And so it's not been taught. And then there's the wounded feminine, which we are so conditioned to. There's the masculine, the wounded masculine, the divine masculine, right? Like both examples of that. And what I was hearing and what you're saying is like, come off the game board. What you're speaking to is a completely new paradigm that is mostly unrecognizable in this physical realm. And so we may recognize it when we see it because it awakens in us. But until we've seen something like that, we're mostly reaching around in the dark. And so I just love the way that you shared all of that and that we're also trying to morph what we've seen, like the wounded feminine, right? The divine feminine is not the altered, like 2.0 wounded feminine or, you know, some bandaged together version of it. And so I just really appreciate what you, the way that you presented that. And I think it's so beautiful. And both of your guys' versions of hustle, the way that you explain that and started to kind of deprogram that or demystify what it is and what it looks like and how fun 
life is when work isn't work, when it's not the same thing. And um, I don't know if you guys have put together yet. I'm also a projector. So I'm the one, so I won't ski down. I might ski down the mountain, but I'll shout from the top and be like, turn left, look over there. Right? Like, so <laughs> go ahead. I would do it with a walkie talkie. Cause I'm even more lazy. I'm a self projector projector. So like my throat is like very defined. I would be on the walkie talkie all day yeah. long. Like God, you guys, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely more of a shouter. What I, I don't even know how to read my chart and, or talk about my, my type enough to say what you're saying. <laughs> However, um, I certainly love it. And I, I also love podcasting and I wanted to go back to what you said, Laura around and Betsy, you mentioned it too, but who we are and just being that money or not. And that the money will of course come because hashtag alignment all over the place, right? Like, but so many people are starting with the money mindset. Like I need to get somewhere. I need to hit a benchmark. So they're not necessarily being the authentic expression of themselves. And uh, I just had a client the other day say, you know, she's trying to build, she really still relates to herself in the first year of her business. And she's like, I see these Facebook memories. I've been saying this shit for once, for years. She goes, I just saw one from three years ago that I'm still saying the same message. And I go, because it's you, because you live and breathe it, it's your identity. And to share that. And what would you say to someone um, that you guys are leading or, or guiding in your courses that they're maybe in the first one to three years of their business and they're still trying to identify their brand or to step out as the leader that they are? That's a good question. I think for me, you know, using the human design example, because that's something we do in our coaching, but you know, everything that you're saying right now, there's, when it comes to alignment, there's something very different when you're following your strategy and authority, it lands in the body. It is not through the mind as hard as we want to push logic as the be all end all really it lands in the body. And I would say to anyone right now who is listening to this in the first one to three years of business and they're questioning themselves, it's like, go back to your body. Are you tired? Are you energized? Are you having trouble getting yourself out of bed? Are you sitting at your desk for hours and actually not working? Those that like questions like that, we think of them as being like woo-woo questions or health and wellness questions. But the reality of it is when you are like leading a business, you are the leader you're the CEO. You're the one that has to make the tough choices. And where it gets comfortable doing things differently is when it lands in the body and there's no second guessing yourself because it is your truth. So all the strategies, I get it. I mean, I still like five years in, I mean, I've been building businesses since I was 24. I'm 43 years old. Like I still slide backwards into some of the bullshit things that I was told is like a 24 year old. I get it. I fall into (laughs) it. Right. Like I built a t-shirt company from scratch. I was doing everything. Like I see that. But one of the things that I have learned over the years is like, if you don't know something, ask for help, get the coach, get the program. But if it's not the right program for you, you don't actually have to do it. Like give yourself the grace to be like, I went in with the best of intentions, but this isn't for me. Or try it. I'm a three, five self-projected. Laura said that, like my profile, that three line, like I want to try everything. That's why I'm good at what I do. Cause I've literally tried it all. But when you try something and it works once, it's easy to backslide into that over and over and over again. The confidence, the trust, it happens. Like I said, it's not in your brain because your brain's going to be logical. It happens in the body. And I mean, I, I'm sure that everyone who is listening right now can relate to this on some level, how 
that moment when you just know, get really clear on what that looks like and feels like for you. And then come back to that and seek that feeling out. Yeah. So good. So good. How about you, Laura? I mean, I don't know what else I would add to that. I would just say knowing your human design is so valuable because I mean, it's like, I had this visual when Betsy was talking of like, if we could all just put blinders on and just only see ourselves because that's where we get. So that's where we spin out in our heads. Like my, both my head centers are open. So I am very familiar with how this feels when you're just taking in so much inspiration and viewpoints and opinions and what about this? And what about that? And I could go here and you could, I could logic myself into anything, but that is not my authority. My authority is my sacral. It knows the truth in the now. It's a yes or a no, a real clear cut. You know, human design is, I think that one thing that it can give you the tool to put the blinders on and just learn to stick in your own lane and do what's right for you and not fear the judgment, not fear the, what will others think of me? Not get caught up in asking, well, will it work? Should it work? Woulda, coulda, shoulda, da, 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 how, 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 how? It's like, no, well, what do you want to do? What is exciting to you? If anything has been proven to us in the online space in the last 10 years, it's like anybody can do anything. Things that are wildly weird and stupid or seemed that way before are just like every day now. Like the other day I watched a video um, on YouTube of Steve Jobs introducing the very first iPhone at the annual Apple conference. And like, mind you, this is Apple. Everyone in the audience is like some of the smartest tech people in the world. So this was, I want to say like 2006 or 2007, somewhere in there. And so he pulls, like, there's this scene where like he pulls out the iPhone and he's scrolling and it does that, you know, in the music app, it goes click, 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 right? And everyone in the audience goes, <gasps> what is this dark magic? Like everyone's minds are blowing out of their heads. That was less than 20 years ago. What he created was wild. All kinds of wild, cool, different things can be happening. So like whatever you think is too weird right now is probably not too weird. You're just ahead of the game. So you've got to sink into knowing yourself and what is right for you. Whatever that is, whatever your design is, like learn it, follow it, start playing and experimenting with it because that's what's going to make you the front runner. Be the Steve Jobs pulling that phone out of your pocket and like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look what I, I can do. So, well, I love it so much because I had, it's just funny that you specifically say Steve Jobs because maybe a few days ago I saw a video and it was titled Steve Jobs, not knowing he's becoming Steve Jobs. Like exactly what you guys said. Like, I wish we knew we were building it when we were, or what we had built when we were building it or whatever, like however that went is if we could just know that about ourselves in our present moment, like it is done, it shall be just as long as you don't quit, it will be whatever that vision has been placed on your heart. So I just love that so much. And thanks for (laughs) bringing that. And you were saying something that I thought was so perfect about the open head and getting like, there's so much, we do live in a very digital world. I call it the information age all the time because there's so much available. But, and then Betsy, when you were talking about that body wisdom and Laura, you were kind of affirming that is just like, you know, that answer in your sacral, in your body, it's there, but we constantly go outside of us. And I, as a projector, like it really clicks in a different way for me because I think of how we're always looking outward, like with our eyeballs, we've never seen our own face, that kind of thing. And so we never, we haven't at least been trained to look inward for the answer because our eyes are literally directed outward. So we can't biologically turn ourselves around and look in. And unless someone's trained us to do that figuratively, we don't default to looking inward. And so I just think it's beautiful because what was wanting to come through and be said was create more than you consume. 
Mm-hmm. especially in this day. Yeah, ahead, I was thinking that while you were saying that, but the one thing to remember here, 70% of the population are generators, like whether you're a generator or a manifesting generator, generators are designed to be selfish. Like literally designed to be selfish. It is not about anybody else. It's about responding in the moment to the yes, no questions. And yes, projectors, we see ourselves the least out of everybody. Reflectors have built in, you know, systems that protect them from taking on the energy of other people and manifestors get to do whatever they want and initiate. (laughs) But like projectors, yes, we do have like a really hard time seeing ourselves. But I also think that part of that conditioning for a projector is living in a generator world where gens are innately selfish. They are designed to be selfish. It is something that is no longer celebrated. We need to recognize that as like a culture and a society. Yeah. But, you know, projectors pick up on that and, you know, we don't see ourselves because, well, it's basically impossible the way that we're built. But yeah. again, we're being taught that we're like it, the subconscious of what it means to be selfish. I actually think that is a whole other conversation to unpack yeah. in a different time, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, it's like selfish is bad, but selfish isn't bad. Yeah. Self-mastery isn't bad, right? Like nice. that's good. People say yes. self-mastery and you're like, yeah, but like tell someone to be selfish, Jen to be selfish. And they look yeah. at you funny, like what? Like what? Yeah. So, you know, again, I think a lot of the language, like you said, we're bombarded with words. We're bombarded with images. We're bombarded with social media. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering why you're stuck, like, it's like you said, are you creating or are you consuming? What's the ratio? And it really can't be consuming all the time. Not especially if you identify as someone who wants to be, you know, a thought leader and put yourself out there in that way. And were you going to add something to that, Laura? Well, I was just going to say, you know, like with the head. So Betsy and I have almost completely opposite charts. So I'm all defined on the bottom. I'm open on the top. She's all, she's only defined on the top and completely open on the bottom. Yeah. So even if you just look at the head center piece, both my head centers are open. So for me, it's like, I am externally inspired. So it's good for me to get up, go for a walk, go work in a cafe, go do, but like, take it in, take it in, take it in. It's not that consuming is so wrong for me, but there needs to be a a designated space and time where I check out from that. And Mm. I understand how to tap back into my body. And like Betsy said, be selfish. What is the sacral one? You can have a million brilliant ideas in your head. They're not all for you. Maybe only one of them is for you. And your sacral will know, and it will tell the truth. If you're a Jen or a Manny Jen with that's an emotional authority, even then you you need to sit with that decision a little bit longer because your solar plexus needs to ride its wave, but your sacral still knows what it's desiring. And that is, it's correct for you to be selfish. But even when you look at the other energy types, I mean, Betsy has a defined head. You could put Betsy in a dark padded room, no light and no windows, (laughs) and she would be completely internally inspired. She has her own defined opinions, judgments, and viewpoints of the world. She doesn't need the external. So again, it's still correct for her to go inward and find the answers. She's self-projected, so she needs to voice it out first to hear the truth. But really all of any of the seven authorities, you look at it like it's different with each energy type and with each authority, but it's always correct for you to come back to yourself. Yes. to, To come back and to go inward and look at what is true for me. That's just always going to be. So it's like, yeah, you can consume all you want. If you have an open head center, you can't help it. (laughs) Don't Mm -hmm. try and fight it. But notice like, what is your authority? You've got to come back to it because your authority is not your head. It's never going to be your head. Even if you're a mental projector, Betsy and I've had this conversation on the podcast recently. Like, Even if you're a mental projector, you're not really thinking your way to a decision. You're actually, it's environmental. You need to reflect your thoughts out onto your environment and have them Mm. bounce back to you like a sounding board. And then you'll find your truth within that. 
I like the term environmental over mental as mental. the authority. I just think yeah. it makes more sense. It's it's a better nuanced way of saying what it is, like how the authority actually works. I but love yeah. that. Well, and what I'm picking up from this portion of the conversation is that people need to know their human design because, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it is so nuanced, right? Because to say one is right for the other, or this is that, like, there's no generalization among all of it. And so, um, so where can they find you to get more clarity around their human design? Uh, you can find us on the interwebs uh, at www.lushesthustle.com. That is our main website. But the place that we hang out the most is on Instagram and we are at luscious.hustle. Um, you can come over, hang out. Laura answers every single DM that we get. I would love to say that it is me, but I'm still in the helicopter, like uh-huh. walkie talking my answers I'm down responding. to the world. I'm busy responding. <laughs> she loves responding. So I'm like, yeah, okay, go for it. You guys and are then, a great duo. Um, we have our podcast, which is the Luscious Hustle podcast. You can find that on any platform like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the places. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we will be sure to have all of those links in the show notes, but um, you guys head straight to Instagram and follow Luscious Hustle and go visit luscioushustle.com. And um, I just really want to thank you guys for being here and for sharing your brilliance. And this is the Hearts Unleashed podcast. So thank you for digging in and unleashing your heart and sharing your brilliance with the world, because clearly you've made a massive difference with a lot of women. I'm assuming men, your guys's ripple effect is very large and it's beautiful to witness. And it's beautiful to have you here to create that ripple effect on the Hearts Unleashed podcast as well. Oh, thank you so much well, for thank having you us. so much. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And Hearts, thank you. I hope you heard exactly what you need. I hope it inspired you to find out your human design and unleash that onto the world. And honestly, that would be great for the world, but damn, that would be great for you. Like you will love yourself so much if you just go find out your human design and use it. And so um, if, if, we, if it is not clear yet to find out your human design, it's 2022, it's time y'all. This will be in textbooks one day. So we're creating a new paradigm. We are ushering in a new era. Might as well jump on the front of the wave y'all. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts. Hearts.